Hello, everyone. I hope you're well. Nick here, founder and CEO at Massar Capital and founder and director of Track Capital, covering the Dubai and UK real estate markets. So today, what I want to do for episode two of the Dubai Property Investment Podcast is focus on remote investing. So I've got a few notes in front of me. What we're going to reel through is where we're at with remote investing at the moment, how I see that trends continue to grow. And a couple of pointers, tips of how anyone that's investing from overseas can really take advantage of, you know, the Dubai property market and do it safely and profitably. So first up, then we deal with investors, um, a lot of European investors uh, and a few guys from the Middle East. So companies, uh, sorry, countries like the UK uh, is our biggest just because of my network and our, uh, our sister company there. Uh, Germany, France are big ones for us as well. Uh, and then coming over to the Middle East, Saudi, Jordan, Kuwait, etc. Uh, in recent times, we've seen a lot of Russian capital come into the city. Uh, however, just due to the difficulty in marketing, and we don't actually have any Russian speakers in our team, uh, it's not a market or a demographic that we focus on uh, too much. Um, and then not getting, we do get a lot of interest from uh, India and Pakistan as well, particularly the Indian guys, uh, big, big spenders in Dubai. So a lot of these people are based overseas. They might have visited Dubai before on holiday. They might have business connections here or friends here, etc. But the, fundamentally, a lot of people are going to be investing remotely, so from outside of Dubai. Now, I do see this trend increasing. It's already happening now. Um, you know, 90% of our transactions are done from, from overseas. And um, this is only going to increase. Okay. Now, the reason it's going to increase is for a number of factors, actually. So, number one, um, if you haven't already and you don't know what the Dubai 2040 vision is, Google that Dubai 2040 vision. This is basically a number of initiatives from the Dubai government of how they're going to make changes in Dubai in the coming years. And it's focusing on, you know, infrastructure, um, green spaces, and one of the big ones is population growth. So, in Dubai at the moment, we're sitting at around 3.3 million in terms of the, the current population. And the Dubai government want to drive this to 5.8 million by 2040. So just shy of 6 million people. So near on, you know, doubling the population growth in the next you know, few years. So what that's going to do is bring a lot of people into Dubai uh, and it's going to cause a lot of people to buy property um, you know, that may have you know, actually be residents overseas and they may get residency here as well, but there's going to be a lot of overseas activity. Another initiative, again, um, from the Dubai government is they want to encourage um, tourists to come here. So the key factor is they want to, uh, or they have a strategy encompassing, you know, I think it's $27 billion, something like that, to drive the number of hotel guests here up significantly to $40 million. Uh, and I think that was by 2031, something like that. Uh, in other words, the government want to, again, increase the, the number of visitors and the traffic coming into Dubai, to Dubai. Now, what happens is, as I'm sure everyone knows, when people come, they visit a place, there's going to be a small segment of those people that then, in turn, want to buy property here. And they might actually execute those transactions from overseas. So, as you can see, the reason why we're so bullish on the Dubai market is mostly because of this government you know, backing effectively. Now, I won't go on too much of a side tangent, but the Dubai government, when they put plans, when they explain their vision, when they're public with their ideas and their, you know, innovation uh, concepts for the future, 
they normally do execute it. So if you look at, you know, the, the well, if you look at government-backed projects from, from Imar, from, um, you know, the Palm Jumeirah, uh, the World Islands being built out, these are all supported by the government, right? And that's really, really good to see because these plans for the population growth and the, the higher number of tourists, et cetera, they're all driving the, the number of people here up and the number of property purchases up, which in turn obviously puts upwards pressure on the property values in Dubai. In other words, it creates higher demand, which forces the value to rise. So that's really, really important. Having a government that executes, does what they say they're going to do and is willing to spend money is reason is a few of the reasons why many, many people are very confident in the long-term vision of the Dubai property market. Now, it's not just the spending and the population um, that impacts this. It's also the actual uh, regulation changes and more the legal side of things as well. So those two, or the two big concepts there are visa changes. Okay, So in recent years, we've seen remote working visas come in. We've seen the threshold for residency visas lower. We've seen big changes to the golden visas uh, in recent times. So people that are investing two million worth of capital uh, in cash can get the golden visa now, which means gives you 10 years, um, you know, really, really big security. Before it was a lot shorter time frame and the thresholds were higher. So having people being able to deploy, you know, funds and buy a property here and get that security of that 10 year visa is a big, big difference. You know, that's going to drive a lot of interest into the market. Again, putting pressure on, on values. And business setup, you know, a very entrepreneurial city. You've got a lot of, uh, you know, digital nomads and, and lower level startup companies coming in as well with 100% foreign business ownership uh, being a big factor. You know, they don't need a local Emirati to sponsor them anymore. And um, that's going to drive, you know, a lot of uh, commercial interest in the city as well. So big, big policy changes, government level, bigger long-term visions. All of these things are going to put, um, you know, the spotlight on Dubai. And as a result of that, property transactions are going to increase. And as a result of that, a lot of people are going to be doing business here in Dubai, but also from overseas as well. So those are a few reasons why I see one, Dubai being a great long-term play. And two, why I see the interest from overseas remote investing increasing significantly. So this, don't forget, this is already in play, right? As I said, a lot of our transactions are already done from overseas, especially in the European markets, because a lot of those guys are used to already purchasing um, remotely. So we, our UK company called Track Capital, or my UK company, 90, probably 95 to 99% of the transactions are done remotely. So over phone, Zoom meetings, email, WhatsApp, you know, that's just the nature of the new build market there. And in Dubai, it's a little bit different. The culture is a little bit more face-to-face. Uh, -face. You do find there's a little bit more face-to-face -face interaction with the local guys. Uh, and they perhaps will go and visit, you know, do the developer meetings, meet the, you know, go to the sites, et cetera, et cetera. But nonetheless, for a lot of overseas guys, it is routine practice. So do bear that in mind as well. You don't have to come to Dubai to, to buy here safely and securely. I mean, everyone knows you can purchase overseas that that's not anything new but it is well one of the purposes of this video is to really give you reassurance that if you f follow the right due diligence steps if you do your research property if you work with the right properly if you work with the right partners in dubai then you can certainly do it safely and with confidence which is a big big thing so um 
one of the ways that you can do that, obviously, is firstly, uh, or one of the ways that Dubai's teed up to do this is the, the caliber of developer. So I have mentioned this before, but compared to a lot of the developers that we work with overseas, uh, predominantly the UK, the, the quality of developer here is very, very strong. So some of the, I mean, Emar, they did a new launch uh, this week uh, called Park Horizon in Dubai Hills Estate. Uh, look at, and actually they did another one called the Burj uh, Khalifa Residences, which is a, a premium building right next to the Burj Khalifa, as the name suggests. But I was looking through it again, doing a bit more uh, looking, reading on those guys, and they're doing now, or they've delivered now over 80,000 units in Dubai. Obviously, we all know Dubai Mall, Burj Khalifa, tallest building in the world, most the largest mall in the world, most visited leisure and tourist destination in the world. So this is a grade A developer. You know, you can't get better out there. But as a result of these companies being so big and so corporate, et cetera, what you find is their marketing is very, very strong. So virtual walkthroughs, really, really detailed videos, uh, Zoom presentations, online briefings, uh, the brochures, uh, the floor plans, all the marketing collateral and, and literature is top, top tier. So what that does is it gives people that are overseas or not in Dubai a really good understanding of you know, what they can expect from their finished product. And when you're doing your research, obviously one of the things you want to check, here's a little side note, is have an ask to see a developer's old marketing literature and look at their delivered projects to see how it compares. You know, one of the myths in the off-plan market is that developers will build out things and then it won't look anything like the images. In fact, that's not actually true. If you're picking a good developer, they will clearly be able to show you how they've delivered against their past marketing literature. So they've had you know, all these images and videos of these previous projects, then they've gone on to deliver these projects. So how do these videos and images compare to the delivered projects? That's really, really good uh, you know, thing to take into account. But overall, this advanced marketing, the virtual tours, the videos, the online presentations, those should be you know, really, really good um, examples of what you're going to end up with once you've done your purchase. Okay, so what we go on to now is a few general tips of how to invest uh, safely when you're doing it remotely or overseas. I've just kind of given you one there, but let's dive into a few of my notes that I've written down. So firstly, uh, ensure you do your research on the developer and projects in the local area. So what we would call, call this is basically desktop research. So you go online, you spend a few hours really digging into uh, the local area and the developer. Now, it's important, a lot of overseas investors, because they don't have the specific knowledge of, the, of Dubai, which obviously my, me and my team will always help with, but they tend to classify Dubai as a whole. So they'll look and they'll examine, they'll look at general patterns, general demographics, you know, the overall performance of the economy, you know, the overall house price increases, how have rental values increased in Dubai as a whole. That's great overarching data, but you really, really got to narrow down and be a bit more specific in that and look at the, the micro economies. Dubai is of a size now where you need to look at individual areas because I'm telling you now, parts of Dubai sort of perform significantly different to other parts of Dubai. So when you're at home and you're investing from overseas, look at the developer. Look at the developer's presence in that local area as well and look at uh, the general demographics of that local area. So the schools, the transport infrastructure, 
the, the social leisure and entertainment, the regeneration and government investment nearby. Uh, I think I said education, healthcare, things like that. All this stuff you can do online. But the point is do your desktop research based on the developer, the developer's performance in that local area and the local area itself. Secondly, when you're overseas, you might not uh, a lot. Well, let's take a step back. When we're speaking to local investors, if they're in Dubai and um, we're, we're having our conversations with them, a lot of the time they may know of the projects. Reason being is they're literally they're driving around and they're seeing, you know, the hoarding, they're seeing the towers being built. So actually, some of the time they do have a good idea of how far progressed a project is in terms of the sales process. Now, when we're buying off plan, which means direct from a developer during the construction process, it's really, really important to buy at the right time during the sales process. In fact, the earlier you buy, the better. One, because you get the developer incentives, you know, they'll do launch offers and special payment plans, things like that. Two, you'll get the lowest possible price. You'll get the phase one pricing. And three, you'll get the best pick of the units before it goes to the masses, basically, before the big money comes in and floors start getting sold, et cetera, et cetera. So if you've got a good broker, a good agent, they should be agile. The minute they get that material on the new launch, they should be out to the investors, okay? The qualified, interested investors that have registered their interest and they want to receive that information. You know, it's not something that we would necessarily email out all the time to our investors, but people, once we've spoken to them, we understand their criteria. We will make sure within you know minutes they have that information so they can make that decision. Now, looking at the sales process as a whole, a lot of developers, they'll launch projects 18 to 24 months before completion. In other words, what that means is they'll start selling the units about 18 to 20 months, 24 months before completion. Now, a lot of investors will come in from overseas and they'll say, you know, I've got whatever, 2 million dirhams and I want a ready property. And I want it direct from the developer with a payment plan. So that's contradictory. The reason being is because you're never going to get a good deal from a unit that's been sitting on the market for 18 months. So the way you've got to think about it is developers launched a project. Within the first few months, most of the good units will be sold if it's a half-decent project. Nowadays in Dubai, within days, the best units have sold. And we're talking about big, big towers here. So. When you're overseas, you're not going to have that local knowledge to know how far down the sales process the project is. So a good question to ask your agent and broker is, how long has it been on the market for? And what's of the unit mix, which means, you know, how many studios, one beds, two beds are there? How many are remaining of each type and how many have sold? How many were available originally? So you can give yourself an idea of one, what's the most popular units being sold? And two... Uh, how far down the sales process you're buying to know if you're buying at a premium because the developers here in Dubai are very aggressive with their pricing structures. So to start off very cheap, get load of sales, flood it in, they'll demonstrate the investment case, they'll demonstrate demand from investors and then they'll slowly phase up the pricing. So an investor that buys six months into the sales process versus someone that buys in, in stage one can be a 10% difference. And obviously on a 2 million, 3 million, 4 million dirham property is a big chunk of money. So do bear that in mind as well. Okay. Um, okay. Here's another one. When uh, investors don't have the local knowledge of uh, key locations, the big developer players, and just the general buying process, 
They're sometimes lured in by guaranteed returns and extensive payment plans. So yes, you can get good payment plans, but it's a bit of a, again, a bit of a myth in Dubai that every project has a really good payment plan and that if you want to get a really lenient payment plan, you know, post handover, that Dubai is the place to go. That was the case a while back, but a lot of developers due to demand, simply due to demand and the fact that developers haven't can do enough sales anyway, they're not as generous as they once were with their payment plans. So you'll get a lot of overseas and remote investors that will come in, they'll see a project with a great payment plan and perhaps even a guaranteed return, and they'll, they'll base their decision on that. So my word of warning and my tip for this one is if you're buying from overseas and you're rem investing remotely, is to make sure you're not buying just off the fact that it's got a good payment plan, okay? The reason being is because if it has a good, really attractive payment plan and perhaps a guaranteed return, there is a reason why the developer is offering you that. It's because they're trying to incentivize investors to buy. So it may mean that the investment is not, you know, the best, best quality or the best opportunity out there. So do bear that in mind as well. Uh, another big one is project briefing. So I really, really advise investors, one, to work with a good broker slash consultant because they will look at the whole market and they will give you the projects from each developer. They'll give you unbiased advice. And to them, you know, to us, let's say, it doesn't matter which developer you buy with. We're pretty much paid the same amount of money because as you're aware, when we introduce investors, we're paid by the developer. We don't charge the investor fee. So we make our money from the different developers. So if you work with a broker, they should be able to get your criteria, go to market, speak to the developers, and then present you with options, okay? But what they should have is a good relationship with that developer. So they've got a good uh, real expert in that developer's range of products and their portfolio. So when you're overseas, what you should do is speak to your broker, nail in a couple of developers or projects, and then get the broker to bring in the developer to the sales process. So in the final stages, you can have a, a virtual call or Zoom meeting or whatever with the developer, and they should be able to give you minute detail on the specific developer's range of projects or that project in general. So the tip here is work with a good broker, and then on the end of the sales process, get them to bring in a good experienced developer manager and they will be able to give you, you know, minute details on that specific developer's, you know, story, their plans for the future, a bit of inside information, and obviously the project brief and live available units as well. And a word of warning, what I would advise you to do is this, the staff turnover for development teams in Dubai is high. And what I mean by that is you get a lot of staff that join development teams and then they move on. Okay, either because they haven't performed or for whatever reason. So when you are bringing in a developer partner, make sure they're actually experienced. Make sure they know what they're doing. Make sure they've been with the developer for over a year at least. You know, that, because what you don't want to do is get, you know, bring in a developer uh, to the sales process and they're just reading from the brochure because we can do that anyway. You really want to work with a developer partner who's got a lot of experience. And I'm speaking about the individual staff member, right? So hopefully that helps and gives you a, you know, a bit of insight, which perhaps a lot of people wouldn't think about. Uh, and finally, point number, I suppose it's point number five or six, something like that, uh, is to make sure that you are working again with a good broker, but that you are individually looking at your legal uh, documentation and you're familiar with the buying process. So 
this main purchase agreement here in Dubai is called the sales and purchase agreement. So what you want to do is make sure that all your details for your purchase are written in that legal document because that's all that matters. You know, it doesn't matter what your agent tells you over the phone or or via WhatsApp, although to be fair, WhatsApp it is, you have to uh, sell correctly even via WhatsApp now. Um, in other words, you can't mislead investors or, or give the wrong information, et cetera, because you can be held accountable for that. So do make sure the terms and conditions, the hidden charges, everything is spelt out by the agent, and then it's written and included in your sales and purchase agreement as well. The reason why this is important for overseas investors is because simply they don't have the knowledge of the buying process. So the buying process in Dubai is very, very different to the UK. For a start, there's no solicitors involved or no you know, legal, legal teams involved. So really, you've got to make sure your document is very clear, you understand the process, you know, you're not being rushed into a decision. You've got it spelled, written out for you very clearly, all charges, all anticipated timeframes and all, you know, legal documents that are going to be included. Uh, sometimes it can be a bit more complex if there's guaranteed returns, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, that's the gist of it. So I hope that helps, guys. I'll just very, very quickly recap on those. So number one, make use of the developer's marketing material. So uh, the virtual tours, uh, Zoom briefings, all the marketing collateral. Really take your time to read through it, study it, and you know become really familiar with it. Number two would be the uh, research you do on the developer, on the developer's experience in that micro local area and on the local area itself. Number three, buy at the right time during the sales process. As I said, if you're local, normally they, they might have seen the building, they'll understand you know, at what stage the construction is, and they can get an idea of how long it's been on the market. If you're overseas, you can't. So ask your sales agent, ask the uh, your broker, how long has it been on the market? What units are selling well? And that will give you a good understanding of if you're buying at the right time uh, or you're buying at a later stage at an inflated price. Number three, don't be lured in by uh, high payment plans and guaranteed returns because normally that means that the developer is doing that to incentivize sales. So it probably means they haven't been able to sell the project uh, with with a general or more mainstream structure, um, so that may indicate it's not a, an ideal project. Number four, project briefings. So really speak to a broker first because they'll give you impartial advice and a good overarching picture. But once you've nailed in on a developer or location, bring the developer uh, agent manager into the sales process. Someone that's experienced and has been working for that developer before, and that way you're going to get the best of both worlds. Work with a quality agent and with a quality developer, individual agent on the developer's team. And they'll give you the micro detail and the really, really, you know, uh, up-to-date current insight information on that particular developer. Um, and you do that by getting them to jump on Zoom calls, et cetera. And number four, or number six, whatever it was, is make sure you are, um, or you have a very good understanding of the sales and purchase process, all costs, and that, that that's going to be written in your sales and purchase agreement before you commit to the investment. So get your agent to spell it out in writing. So you've got everything there, it's black and white, and you can say, yes, you know, I'm happy with that, I can proceed. Um, that's really, really crucial. And then make sure once you've committed to the investment or paid your booking fee, just double check that all that information matches up in your sales and purchase agreement because that's the really, really important bit. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys, for today. Uh, hopefully that helps on our second uh, podcast all related to uh, overseas investment and remote investing. Um, any questions, anything you need, as always, let us know. Just drop me a, uh, a message on WhatsApp. You should find my contact details in the description below. 
uh, or visit Masar Capital, M-A-S-A-R, capital.ae to learn a bit more about us. But I'll catch up with you soon, guys. And thanks for your time. Bruh.